the Mike Caldas show. Boy, what a treat that was. I love that. That was awesome. Jan Levon in here. You people who didn't see the movie might be like, why is he getting so excited? You don't understand. This This movie was so good, and the documentary was so good, and Jan is just such a sweet guy. And I honestly, polka is the kind of music you could sit there and drink to all day. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a, and he does it where he's so fun and he interacts with the crowd. Yeah. I'll ole, ole, ole it all day. Go get Mark Norman, please, and bring him in the studio. I have been to other countries with Mark Norman. Yeah, you were in Ireland. That's Anywhere where else or no? Uh, yeah, we went to Saudi Arabia. Oh, really? Yeah. We <laughs> I like was to, not aware. What? Yeah, yeah. We like to travel all through the Middle East. Mm-hmm. No, just Ireland. When uh, Mark was on tour with Bert and he went out on tour. Can Bert get Mark now? Because Mark Norman got uh, got anointed by Seinfeld. Right, yeah. Okay. There he is. You know, my wife, you know what my wife said last night? Uh-oh. That comedian, he's pretty cute. Hey. Most comedians aren't. That's what she said. And I, and <laughs> That's true. Mind, yeah, she's met. There's a lot of Josh Blues out there. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, thank you. I'll take it. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. It's good to be here. It's been, I haven't seen you since uh, Ireland. I know. I was just telling them we like to travel to other countries together to hang out. Yeah. That's it. And we went to Saudi Arabia one time. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, that island trip was, we had a ball. Yeah, that was great, but that was the tail end of a Burt Kreischer 14-day tour. Ooh. So I was crapping blood and yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, man. a couple STDs and my liver was on fire. It was brutal. Yeah. So you saw the tail end. I I, I saw the tail end, but also the you were just, I don't know, I remember having conversations with you in the middle of the night. Like, we were really, oh, yeah. we had just had weird, weird uh, events happening there. It was a good time, though. It was fun with well, the booze plus the shows, and then you stay up late, and we yeah. do a bunch of drugs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, the yeah, it was a great time, but I wish you could have been there in the beginning when I was fresh. Yeah, I, I look, I was very happy with it. Although, what the interesting thing is, is that um, when I got there, Bert said, how well do you know Mark? I go, well, he's been on the show a bunch of times, only really from that. Why? And he goes... Man, does he have the wrong impression of you? And I said, why? Do you remember what you said? No, I, I just thought you were like a high-energy morning guy. Yeah, yeah. He thought he goes, he goes. Uh, I expected him to be like an uh, old crazy guy with the hat and the beer. And oh, the- yeah. <laughs> Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. 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 Cocaine, yeah. You know? And then you meet, and you got like a novel under your arm <laughs> and a, a candle and a lantern. Uh, yeah, you were, you were so uh, like a homebody. I'm very chill. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I talk for a living, so I don't want to talk anymore when I'm done. I mean, it's yeah. the same here. I'm, you know, people expect me to like juggle and do pratfalls. Right, right. Like, I'm just a comic. You, I'll tell you though, you, the, just hearing you throw comments, a little under your breath comments, were the best thing. Oh, and I've, thanks. And I've never seen like a more fun group of people just make fun of each other the entire time. Yes, uh, it, it was good. So. Shane Torres. Yeah. Well, he seemed like a nice guy. Great guy. Again, only there for two days, and he wussed out the first night. He's like, I can't do that again. I'm yeah. like, welcome to 14 days. That's, that's right. I, I'm, I'm puking in the uh, Belgian airport, you know. <laughs> Mark's good, though, because Mark will puke and then be like, okay, I'm ready to go Right, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you were saying before he came in, can Bert get him to open for him now right. that he's been anointed by Jerry? Yeah. <laughs> Bert, Bert was on the air, and I said, who are you coming to Florida with? He said, who do you want me to come with? Uh-huh. I said, well, I would say Norman, but you can't get Norman now, and now he's... 
You dated Seinfeld. You're never going to get him. Gonna <laughs> go back. I'm yeah. Seinfeld's new 17 year old girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but Bert. I mean, Bert's just fun. Like that's the best gigs ever. He's shirtless and gay and yeah. boozy, and the, the gigs are his crowds are amazing. They laugh at everything. Um, but I just do that for fun. Yeah. But Seinfeld, that's a whole another bag of hammers. Well, I want to talk about that. I got, oh. I've heard stories of the stories. Oh yeah. So wh- so where are you first? Let's talk about this. When so what happens is Seinfeld is at a Mets game. Yeah. Yeah. And they do this thing where they go talk to him between the innings or whatever, and they ask him what they ask most great comedians, who's the next up-and-coming comedian or something like that, and he specifically drops your name. He said, there's a guy named Mark Norman. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, what is that? Like, Do you know before that that he's aware of you? I knew he was aware. We, we'd hung out once. It's, okay. a, it's a whole kit and caboodle. I don't know how much time we have. You have plenty of time. <laughs> All right, but uh, apparently he saw me do The Tonight Show. He was just randomly flipping through. I did The Tonight Show, which nobody watches. Nobody sees it. Right. And he's like, oh, I like this guy. It's pretty good. And then he talked to Amy Schumer, who are their friends, and she's like, oh, he's opening for, for years with me, you know? And he's like, oh, okay. And then I saw him at Gotham Comedy Club. He just popped in, and I had a better set than him that oh, night. Oh, wow. Oh, which was crazy. I think he was working out some new stuff, and I knew he was watching, so I brought the heat. Yeah. And uh, had a good set, and he goes, let's go hang out. And we hung out for like an hour and a half. It was Where? Like, Where do you go hang out with the, Jerry Seinfeld? In the green room of oh, Gotham okay. downstairs, and just talking comedy. And for the first minute, you're, you're crapping yourself. You're yeah. like, I've, I've grown up with this guy. I know his face. I know his voice so well, and then it just—it's just comics. I would not be crapping because I don't care if he likes me when it's over. Like at the end of the day, I'm not—I'm not a comedian, yeah. So I don't care. But for you, you wouldn't want like him if, to like you. Oh no, no, no! I would, but I wouldn't. I don't want him to walk out of there going. Uh, well, he's not a good comedian. I don't care. I'm like, he's not going to take me on the road. Oh, I see. Like, if Howard Stern wanted to talk to me, I'd be like, oh, geez. Right, you know right. I mean? But so so it's a different level between you and him because you're not only, you're talking to probably one of the best guys to ever do it. Exactly. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. And we actually hit it off. He's just a Long Island guy who likes cars and baseball. You know, he's a normal dude. And he goes, take my number. And I go, oh, come on. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and he's like, no, take it, take it. And I'm like, all right. And then he texts me that night. And we end up texting for like two hours. You and Seinfeld. Yes, I'm sitting here with my girl, and we're in her, in her underwear. I got half a bone, and she's yeah. I'm like, get off me, whore. I'm texting Jerry, you know? And, and what, is, what is he, ta- like, are you like, am I his new best friend? Am yeah, I, yeah. It, it felt like it, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm such a comedy nerd. I have pictures of me and George Carlin, you know, when I was younger and all yeah. this. I'm sending him all the photos. He's like, wow, you're as obsessed as I am. And I could tell he was like, okay, another nerd, because yeah. he's such a comedy wacko. Like, right, he's right. crazy on another level. So he was like, oh, I feel comfortable with you. You're a nerd. You're obsessed with this. Let's hang out. And uh, so he's like, we'll get lunch sometime. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. And never heard from him again. Oh. Just weeks go by. It's like a supermodel where you're like, I got to text her. No, I shouldn't. No, I, just be yourself. I can't. Who am I? You know, I'm, I'm oh spell checking. I'm deleting. I'm rewriting, deleting, you know. He's, he's watching the bubbles come yeah, up and exactly, go down. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so eventually... I forget all about it. Months go by, and I'm at Buffalo, at a comic up in Buffalo, bombing. I got nobody in the audience. It's it's Fourth of July, and I'm. It's a papered room. It's all these, you know, just Buffalo people, yeah. and uh, I'm bombing. It's a horrible weekend. It's half full, and I come Friday I do two shows. I come off the first show. I'm like, whoo, I'm covered in sweat. I hate myself. And my phone is blowing up like crazy. And everybody's like, Seinfeld's talking about you in the Mets game. Uh, and I'm like, what? What? what the hell is this? And I saw it, and I was blown away. And then the second show, I bombed, too. And then, <laughs> You're like, I don't care about uh, Buffalo. Yeah. Seinfeld's talking about me. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is going to change my life. And I was like, Saturday night's going to be sold out in Buffalo. It's going to be great. And then still no one showed up. But <laughs> but that 
was it. And then I texted him the next day, like, thanks so much. That means the world to me, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, uh, well, we'll get that lunch. And I was like, great. Yeah. And we never did. But then he had me open for him. Now, what? Now, who tells you? Does he call you for that? Does your manager call you? You're not going to believe this. I woke up hungover at 8 a.m. in Charlotte in a comedy condo. Again, uh-huh. this is where my career is at. <laughs> and uh, I'm hungover, and I got, like, one eye open. And I see a text pop up, and it goes, it's Jerry, and he goes, hey, man, is this number still good? And I'm like, huh? Oh, <laughs> I've been trying uh, to call yeah, you for a week. Yeah, oh. yeah. And I go, oh, yeah, what's up, buddy? I love you. I miss you. Please, <laughs> let's hang out. <laughs> I'll blow you. Whatever. <laughs> and uh, and he was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I've been trying to contact you. And I had switched phones. I got a new phone, oh. so I missed all these texts. How did you not give Jerry immediately? Jerry, new number. I, I, I guess I blew it. I don't know. And, and he was like, I've been trying to contact you. You want to do some gigs together? I was like, ah. You know, and I said, yeah, of course. And he set me up with his manager, and that was it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Now, I've seen Jerry a couple times, and it's either, um, what's his name? Uh, the black dude. Mario Joyner. Mario Joyner. Yeah. Or, um, I don't know, it's like three guys that are always with him that I yeah. see. So, evidently, he's mad at somebody. He's kicking somebody <laughs> out of there. No. Um, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, though, I saw Chris Rock, and... I didn't find out that night until uh, the Chris Rock's opener was, uh, what's his name? The guy who's great at everything. The world's greatest guy. Uh, uh, they have the long hair. Michael uh, Richards. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's on uh, 30 Rock. He's the long oh, hair. Judah. Judah. For oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, he's great. Okay, now, I had not seen Judah do stand-up in a long time, and uh, I know him from the TV. He's been on the show. He was friggin' hilarious. He's a killer. Oh, my God. I was like, I, at first I was like, oh, that's an odd Chris Rock opener, and he was Hilarious. And good at everything. He can riff. He can do crowd work. His jokes are good. Yeah. He's comfortable. He's weird looking. He you can't take your eyes was, off him. was perfect. Yeah. All right. So uh, how many dates did you do at Seinfeld? I did four shows, two nights at the Beacon, which is this beautiful theater in New York. He does like a residency there. And he says, we're going to do one green room. And he gives you all these little tips, like this is how you do this, and this is how you do that, and I'm gonna you bring me up, and all that. It's a lot of instructions, so it's already nerve wracking. Right. And we hung out together. You sit with him from 6 p.m. to you know 11 p.m. and just hang out, and it's great. It's, it's, so what do you what are his green rooms like? Are they like the green room at Sidesputters is horrible? The green room, <laughs> I imagine, for Jerry is probably catered and all this other it's stuff. It's beautiful. It's it's like hip and cool furniture, and it's uh, old school, and it's all this huge spread and he never touches any of it i bet he I eats one saying. almond or something yeah. in a pile of almonds but it's like all the smoked fish and meats and cheeses and fruits and i ate i took it all home uh, did you? yeah uh, i waited till he left and i just put it all in a garbage bag and threw it over my shoulder do you did you uh drink before these shows i usually would but not with him yeah you know but are you are you do you drink like to relax and all I do. I'm a big fan of the sauce, but uh, around him, I just I just stayed sober because he's so squeaky, yeah. you know. So I was like, I don't want to be the the degenerate guy. Yeah. So he. So you're now doing this Jerry Seinfeld experience completely sober. Completely sober in a suit in a sold out theater. When do they tell you about the suit? When do uh, they tell you that you have to be in a suit, or you just assume that? No, a week before he gives you all these instructions, like, like this, what? Uh, you know, oh, like you got to bow, you got to do this the right way, you got to wave with your right hand, all this stuff. Really, yeah. wave with your right hand? Oh yeah, but it, you 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 hear it, and you go, "This is a little crazy. This yeah. guy nuts. What's yeah. going on? OCD, uh-huh. nut job, control freak." And then you do it all, and you're like, "Oh, this this looks good. It's yeah. like a professional." Mm. Looking, you know, That's why uh, it works exactly. Yeah. And he's been doing it for years, and he knows how to do it. So now what uh, happened one night? I heard there was a little mishap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I screwed up. So you're supposed to do 15 minutes, no clock, no light. Now, so you just timing out in your head? Yeah. So I ran it in my in my room in my underwear like 800 times. Uh-huh. You know, I got a stopwatch and just just trying to nail it. And uh, I do it 
the second show or the third show, everything's going great. First two shows, killer. We're what did he off. say to you after the show? Great, great job. He's very yeah, great okay. stuff. Good to have you. This is fun. Blah blah. I'm like, all right, I'm doing it. It's working. And then I uh, go out one night and I come off stage and he's supposed to be waiting there and he wasn't there. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I'm panicking. I'm just in the back of a back behind the curtain, like, whoa, what do I do? What do yeah. I do? And some grip, some like Mexican guy's like, you better go back out there. And I was like, oh crap! So I run back out and do like oh. a couple more minutes because I think I went short. When you leave and come back, does the crowd clap, clap again? Like the crowd clapping, like, you're, like doing it? Yeah. Uh, the opener's on doing here. an encore. Yeah, you're yeah. an encore. And here's the worst part: some oh. guy in the back's going, Jerry, oh. Jerry. Oh. So I have to ignore him because you know it's a clean show. I want to go like, hey, you son of a. Yeah. Shut up, you piece of bay, yeah. you know. But uh, I just have to just plow through my material, and I do like two or three more jokes, and then I walk off, and he's like, "What the hell are you doing?" Oh. He said, "Yeah, he's like, what are you, are you crazy?" You like Seinfeld? Like, oh, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you no, he was, <laughs> he was upset because his whole house of cards is falling. Yeah. It's like oh, it's perfect. Yeah. You, you waved with the wrong hand. You bowed wrong. <laughs> exactly. So. uh yeah, that was bad. And I was like, well, I, I got to the mountaintop, but I blew it. But, hey, at least I got there. Yeah. And I went home, and I was just staring at the ceiling at night. I didn't sleep a wink. And I was like, I might not even have a gig tomorrow. And uh, <laughs> But it all it all worked out. We we talked it out, and it was cool. What does he say? Is he mad at you? He he, he's like, hey, you know, you got to, you know, get it together out there. What happened? And I was like, I just didn't want to. I felt like it was my ship, and I didn't want to leave the ship. And I think what did, felt, What was the reason he wasn't there? Did you finish early? I was a little short, and he was, like, in an elevator on the way down. Oh. But would, it he, would he rather you have waited? I think so, because he's like, I saw you run back out there, and I was like, ah, I I didn't know it was that close, you know? But in my mind, I'm like, don't leave the show hanging. You you know, you got to save it. But that was a big mistake. So, do you know, I'm sure you probably know Bobby Kelly's story with Seinfeld. Yeah, that's a classic. So, it's a a long story short, uh, Seinfeld and Bobby had done some stuff, and he liked Bobby, and then they were walking upstairs to go eat, and he said, "Uh, let's go up and have dinner, and he wasn't talking to Bobby, he was talking to a girl behind him. And Bobby started walking up, and he goes, not you. <laughs> and that's great. And the best is Bobby tells a story, and he's like, I'm walking upstairs. Seinfeld says he wants to have dinner, and he goes, I'm the new Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> so does he, do you talk to him about, uh, does he say, I have some projects that I'd like to do with you? Is he thinking about it in his head, do you think? Because you're definitely, you're TV worthy. Oh, My thanks. wife said you were cute. I'll take that's, it, yeah. yeah. You got a nice wife there. But sh- I, I think this is one of those things, everybody always says, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to have a show with him? Are you going to do this? And I'm like, I'm well, not doing with him. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, not with him. I just say, I, I, if I'm Seinfeld, like Seinfeld wrote the B movie. Yes, and he was like, I want to make a movie. I got an idea, and it, it's one of the best movies ever. The B movie. You think? Yeah, yeah. Really? It's because I never saw it. uh, listen, it's funny from A to B, yeah. adult funny, uh-huh. and uh, and the whole idea that the evil guy is Ray Liotta in the thing, and it, it's a very put well put together movie. And it's sure. Seinfeld. So, uh, if he, but it's just a sign that if he wants to do something, he could do it. So, yeah. you know he has ideas that he's not on TV for what he could be doing. Yes. Or what a younger version of him could be doing. Right, And right. then he's uh, I got an idea that I want Mark to do. Well, I, I talked to him about an idea I have, and I shot this this whole sizzle reel thing, and he was like, send it over, and I can't do it. No. I just can't will myself to push send. I wrote a whole email out, and I, I was like, ah, he, you know, I don't want to bother him. You know how many people, how many celebrities have given me their phone number? And they were like, just text me, call me. And I go, yeah, and I never will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I just don't want to be that guy. Is that self esteem or what is that? Like, um, like Batista, you know Batista? Yeah. Okay, so he lives here, and we've known him for a long time. Mm I every once in a while, like, if it's something, like, he got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, and I sent him a congratulatory 
text, and then every six months or so, hey, just checking in with. Like, I don't ever want to be that guy that texts him twice in a month. You yes, know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I'm, I do the same thing. I'm, I'm here. I'm like if you need period. me anytime, I don't want to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like a I'm, I'm once a month, I'll go, this is my October text, and I plan it all out, yep. and I have a video I send him or some funny <laughs> clip or quote, and that's it. Yeah. I don't know why. It's not It's not self-esteem. I know he likes me, and I know, but I don't, I just don't want him to go, like, I know I do it a couple of times. I go, why is this guy texting me? Yeah. Like, I leave my DMs open on Twitter because sometimes people want to get me some information. Sure. And they'll send it to me, so I leave it open. I, but the guys who choose to send me a DM when they could easily just put it in public, that's annoying to me. Yeah. You know I mean, so I don't want to be that guy to somebody else. I agree. That's I agree. All. But I leave my DMs open, too, and I answer every single message because I'm, I'm a loser. Uh-huh. But. I've gotten, you know, free rental cars, free hotels, free stuff, free food, free meal, free shirt, whatever. Sure. But then you, a lot of time you get like the, hey, man, I can't get it up. What do you do? And you're like, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. What, are you what yeah. am I supposed to do? Oh, so, yeah. you are saying I'm a radio guy. Yeah. And people have asked me for advice on everything. Yes. You, I'm good to tell you where to go eat dinner. Right. That's about it. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, my wife. and Or the worst is my son has... A crippling disease, and ah. he really wants to go backstage at Pink's concert. I'm like, I don't know Pink. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, I don't know right. how to handle that. It's I, music. Yeah. I love whenever they know the name. Like, we'll say, mention some place, and they know the name. Yeah. Say it's Bob's Motors. Hey, where is that Bob's Motors place? Right. Well, you know it's Bob's Motors. Put it in Google. Google yeah. it. It'll have the thing right yeah. there. It's I better if you gave them the yeah. address. You want me to exactly. come over and pick you up and drive you? Exactly. <laughs> or, or how about, I'm coming to your show, man. Where do you park? <laughs> I don't know. Figure it out, you chooch. Yeah. Where, where do, do I park? Where do you yeah, exactly. Take I an get Uber that all the time. Where do I park? Yeah. Or what's or what's this club like? I don't know. I've never I been know. there before. Or how about this? When you show up to the gig and they go, "Hey, man, I'm the one who's been messaging." I'm like, "Dude, I get 800 of those, yeah, and your yeah. icon is the size of my dong. Yeah. I can't see anything." <laughs> so I, I listen to your podcast, and I almost message you because in radio we have to do a lot of commercials and stuff, and you guys have commercials for you know different sponsors. Sure. And you read one, and I was like, I wonder if he knows this or not. You read. The thing, whatever it is, and make sure you try it out. Call to action. Uh, Go into, so that's like, that's like the them telling you yeah, you have yeah. to say this part. Whatever, I laugh so hard. I, go, oh, I yeah. wonder if he knows that. We're horrible at that stuff. I just. I, I stopped listening to your podcast. Oh, I understand. You no. and most other people. No, it's good. But you refuse to mention us on the podcast. Yeah, really? Come to Tampa. Never say Come it. to Tampa. Never say a word. Oh, I'll we bring spent, it up. <laughs> we spent days together in Ireland. Uh-huh. And then you, I listened to the podcast. You talked about Ireland. Not one mention at all. I was like, wow. you know what? I don't even like that guy anymore. All right. I'll bring it up. Yeah. I, it wasn't uh, intentional. I wouldn't even care if you were like, and then Mike Caltus showed up and he was wearing one of those helmets with beers in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. Did you? I, I get the... I, people always think that when I'm with a famous person, I'm security because I'm big. Oh, right. And uh, people at the theaters which, and the and the meet and greets are treating me like I'm security. And then I start just slipping into the role. Yeah. I'm doing this a lot. And I'm like, right. come on, back it up. <laughs> be one minute. I'm like, how did I get to become security? Yeah, yeah. It's a good place to be, I guess, because you'll, you'll, security can go anywhere. Yeah. And even Bert, after a while, he's like, can we go inside? Can you get me inside? I'm like, oh, follow me. Let's go. Um, uh, Ireland's a fun place to do it. I, now oh, I, would yeah. li- I would like to, I think this is, now that I have some some stability here on this show after 14 years, I feel like I could take vacations now. Like if I have to take a Friday off and go somewhere. So I want to do more of that. I want to yeah. start following uh, when you guys go overseas, popping in there. Yeah, come on by. For you guys. Now, what, do you, what is your touring plans? Do you have any? I'm anything? all over the, I'm on the road every day. 
weekend this year until July. Nice. I, I heard you on Bert's podcast. Oh, yeah. And you it was really interesting to hear... There's a lot of shop talk, but it was really interesting stuff about how you prefer to play comedy clubs yeah. over theaters. Well, I'm not, for me, I'm not that big. So if I do a theater, I'm like, this could be bad. Could, yeah. 200 people could show up. But a, a club, even if it's half full, I can still rock it a little bit. Right. And I just, I like the couple shows a night. I like to run material. I'm a, I'm a comedy junkie. So the theater, it's it's too prestigious. I'm a douche, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel like I'm that high up. Yeah, you know? I got you. You feel, yeah, yeah. You feel like your home is more in a comedy club. Yeah, I like the grimy, the grit, you know. Plenty the, of grime uh, inside Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like, um, horrible things have happened in this office, and I like that of a yeah. comedy club. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I'm a I'm a lunatic from the south. You know? Are you staying at? The comedy condo at Sidesplitters. I graduated. I used to, but I, I got all kinds of diseases and uh-huh. uh, ruined a lot of furniture in there. Uh-huh. So uh, I know what people have done in there, so I, I I can't go back. Could you, see, could you imagine, could you get some sort of, some sort of satisfaction knowing that you have pleasured yourself in the same bed as many comics before you. Sure, yeah. yeah. It's fun yeah. knowing I'm, I'm laying in a, a pool of Ralphie Mae's sweat. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Big yeah, I don't know. in no comedy condo. <laughs> <laughs> Ralphie's would stay at my house all the time. Really? Yeah, I don't live too far from the club. Oh, wow. So we'd always stay at my house. Yeah, it's all part of it. It's all part of the fun, but at some point, you know, you got to move on, I guess. Yeah. But it's I, I enjoy it. It's it's exciting. That's so funny. Yeah, uh, I like th- the road. This is Mark Norman. He is uh, a very funny comedian. So now uh, I am doing comedy tonight. I heard on your show. I can't Woo. wait to watch. Oh no, don't watch! <laughs> oh, I gotta watch. Don't watch. Come on, I'll be front row with a Celta shirt on. But I don't have that Seinfeld uh, insecurity though. If I Mark's just gonna sit there and go, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> If I stink, I just walk off right <laughs> right. Uh I went to see Seinfeld at a theater here oh, nice. years ago, and he he got two, two things memorable about that. One is that um, at the end, a woman just started yelling out uh, Kramer and George, and he yeah. stopped, and he's like, yes, ma'am, those were characters right. mm-hmm. from a show that I did, and I thought, how annoying that must be. I know. And the other thing was, um, I had to pee so bad. And he kept going back and forth on the stage and back and forth. And when he went to the other side, I got up to dip out. And he goes, <laughs> and uh, he goes I wait for it. They wait till I go over here. And then they go, oh, I'm like, what do you want? I got I to gotta pee. I've seen him a bunch of times. I saw him one time where he comes out. And, you know, I mean, he's Jerry Seinfeld. Of course he's got the crowd. But you're coming out, your opener. You want to make sure you get the crowd. Lady standing there with a teddy bear and going like uh, this. Going like this. And he's like. Five jokes in, and he goes, all right. He goes, what do you want? And he takes the bear. He goes, there. Now can you sit down? Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, just, I would imagine, though, that that ruins. Now she's like, Jerry was a dick. Exactly, oh, exactly. I wish he would have kicked her in the face. <laughs> or take the bear and just throw it. Yeah, rip throw it, it back. Yeah. Yeah. There's something weird about comedy where people think that you want to interact. Like, uh, they don't do that in Hamilton. You yeah. know, they're up there going, Aaron Burr, <laughs> I love you, buddy. Who's the guy, who's the comedian that used to come out with the boom box? Oh, Mexican that little guy. yeah, Mexican guy, AJ something. You know, BT, little little comedian with the boombox. He's same act for the last thirty years. He's definitely an eighties guy. I think he was in DC Cap. He had a big boombox. He'd come out. He's like a little Mexican guy. He's like, hey, is he? Uh, you'll think of it. Salazar. 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 Yeah. yeah, he gets naked. So I went to see him in Miami for New Year's Eve one year, uh-huh. just years and years ago. And the Cuban guys in Miami think. 
that they are at an interactive show <laughs> where they're supposed, like they thought they were doing a favor to Salazar yeah. by talking to him during the show. Oh, and I had to have watch security come over and just kind of talk to them about how they need to shut up during yeah. the show. Yeah, and they're like, what? The- I was helping. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what he said. He goes, it's a comedy show. I'm helping. And yeah. like, that's not how it works. So no, especially when you smash a guy and he gets a big laugh and they think, oh, look at me. I'm saving the show. You're like, no, no, no. no, no. That was hard to do. Yeah. I had to come up with that. It was, it was scary. <laughs> um, uh, t- so is Miller back on the on the alcohol and drugs? Uh, what? Uh, I mean, I know he's back on the alcohol. I've had I've had drinks with Miller. Okay, so yeah. Steve Miller is open to view. He's a yeah, funny yeah. comedian. Oh, really? But he also could be very fun in other capacities. Great band. Yeah. yeah <laughs> miss you. All what? right. He said he might try to make out with you. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. get he too likes close. To do that. Okay, that's true. He's not gay. gay. Oh. No, oh. no. Just, just fun. Fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. Isn't that weird to that. say these days? That yeah. No, he's not gay, but he does like to kiss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's all uh, very fluid now. Everybody's mixing and matching. A very famous comedian was in here not too long ago. I'm going to run this by you. All right. Went to a, uh, a steam room where guys happen to be doing gay stuff in the steam room. Oh, I know who that is. You do? Oh, yeah. Did you hear about it? I've been in that steam room. <laughs> <laughs> With him. L.A.? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know who that is. Come on. Show me the money. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. yeah. What? Oh, that's out there, baby. Oh, he told it on the show, so. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a second. How are you, uh, I know about the, the bottom shelf, the top shelf. Yeah. Oh, How yeah. do you know about well, all I gotta, this? I got to get my break in this career, you know? <laughs> you did not go to a steam room with Jay Moore. No, no, I'm joking. But I've heard the oh. stories. You have? Yeah, well, yeah. The, the first stories. time I heard it was when he told it on the show. Oh, it's, it's out there. It's oh, common now. Wow. wow. So is he often there? Because you said stories. Because we heard one story. Like he said, like it just kind of happened. He said, I had back problems. Mm-hmm. So I was playing golf or whatever, and I went to a steam room, and I was like, okay. And he goes, then gay stuff started to happen. Yep. Then I was into it a little bit, and then he left, and he goes, so then a couple weeks later, I go back to the steam room, and I go, okay, well, now you're gay. Right. And he's like, no, no, no. And then he proceeded to tell us stories about how guys were doing stuff to him. Uh-huh. And he's like, it's not gay. And I'm like, most definitely gay. And he literally <laughs> said, let's see how gay this guy is. Yeah. And kind of turn towards him. Right. Wow. Well, yeah. no, he's acting like he's he's got a sign-up sheet. He has a, a scheduled appointment <laughs> and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so now we know. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is very interesting. Wow. There's a couple of guys dealing with the steam. Who else? Oh. Wow. Write it down. I'll, I'll let them come in here. <laughs> For some reason, people like to tell us the truth on this show. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to bomb and be boring. No, 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 no. That's true. But he's never boring. Jay Moore is fascinating. Yes, yeah. he is. He uh, he and Bert got into that tiff, and of course, I'm always going to side with Bert. Right. And then and he and I got an argument, and then he called here and for an hour, I just told him what a piece of garbage he was. Wow. And he took it like a man. And at the end, he apologized and sent me flowers the next day. And I'm like, well, how, do you, how do you not like that guy? <laughs> yeah, interesting. I think- so let me guess a name that you would write down. Nick Swarson. Oh, well, that's a given. Another yeah. one. I don't know about the steam room stuff, but right. he's, yeah, he's out there, right? I, don't, I thought he was married. Wow. Married. Who's that help? Come on. We all know the truth. But again, oh. I don't want to speak out of anal here. No, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Um, one of the best best clips on the internet is you doing the daytime show. Oh, thanks, thanks. No, do they invite you back, or are they are they horrified? By She's you? quit since then. Oh, really? Yeah, but she was too good for that show. That lady was a pro. Uh, but this this is the problem. I've done twelve t- late late night shows: Tonight Show, Conan, Colbert. Nobody sees it. I'm hungover. I got half a boner, and I do that show, and it goes viral. Yeah, yeah. that's that's this business. You can't predict it. You know why though? Because the the late night clips to the average person all look the same. Yes. So they're not even paying attention to right. it's, it's a guy in a nice suit telling jokes. 
blah blah blah. You know who's 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 Tonight Show clip I got in front of me was Dusty Slay. Oh, that's yeah. he looks like a child molester. Yes. So you're like, what is this guy? And then you watch it and you laugh and you go, that guy's pretty funny. Exactly. That's why you're dressing too nice for TV. Ah, you got to stand dress out. It down. What should I do? Maybe I should dress like a, like a monk like or a... Like a 70s tennis player. Oh. Short shorts and a bandana. I don't know. What would be a... Like a Tenenbaum. I, I always think that... Yeah, like a <laughs> right. I always think that comedians should be able to dress like they normally would. Yeah. Like I saw Bill Burr. I happened to be in the audience... At Letterman, well, Bill Burr came on in a suit, and I'm like, who's it's this guy? Weird. I don't know this guy. Yeah. He looks like a Bible salesman. Yeah, 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 It's very strange. It's uh, And you wonder, like, if that way, I wonder if that has anything to do with it. I yeah. want to see a guy in his own environment. Yeah, you might have something, because the suit is just so vanilla, and it's like it's like a conveyor belt. Anybody can look the same in one, you know? It's just a monkey suit. Yeah, and you know who's not wearing them? is black dudes. Uh-huh. Black dudes wear whatever they want. A hoodie. Right. And then jeans and sag, and they'll be like, I'm funny. I don't care what you say. And they'll wear whatever they want. And you remember those dudes. Yeah, but that's white guilt. If I show up in that, they're going to go, what are you, crazy? Right, right. They can't, yeah. <laughs> if they show up, they're like, yeah, whatever you like, sir. You got very cultured. What's the biggest pain in the ass show to prepare for when you have to go on it? Uh, Well, tonight's show is tough because you got to get a suit. You know, it's 30 Rock. Like, Fallon's got his stuff. You can't touch this, can't touch that. You got to leave the door open, can't get in the hallway. It's now, do they tell you you have to wear a suit on the tonight show, or can you wear whatever you want? You could wear whatever you want, but it's it's kind of... Uh, Given that you wear a suit? It's Well, what's the word? Like, encouraged. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, please. Please wear a suit. But a few guys have not, and they wear, like, a leather jacket and stuff. But I, I just... Again, I'm not hip. Yeah. So, and I don't want to think about it, so I just put the suit on and go. It's like a funeral. Yeah. yeah. Now, how do you get there? Do they send a car for you? They send a car, but I take the train. Cause you do it, take the train. I, again, I got issues. I'm like, ah, well, don't waste a car on me. That I, I asked you that because they had that, that actor that, uh, what's that kid's name? The kid that looks like my son, Timothy uh, Chalamet. 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 Your son looks like that? Yeah. Wow, that's that, a hot son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got the hair and all that. I see. So he... Uh, so Timothy Chalamet, they showed him on the subway. He got caught in the rain on his way to uh, oh. the pie show. And I'm like, why is he taking a subway? Yeah. And But I guess that's the thing, huh? And it works. It's good. I mean, cabs get stuck in traffic. There's a zillion people up there. But you go on the train, it gets you A to B real quick, and it's like two bucks. Look, there's there's my supermodel son. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyone else hard? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a sexy kid. Uh, yeah, he looks just like his mother. He doesn't resemble me one ounce. Can so. we see the mom, or is that weird? Yeah, no. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a hot mom. Yeah. That's a milf and a half. <laughs> well uh, done, sir. Yeah, yeah. I, did, right? I, made, I made good looking kids, so. Yeah. Um, okay, so now the train is not the best for you, though, when you're drunk. No. Oh, you've heard. Oh, huh? yeah. Yeah, I passed out on that a couple times. Got mugged twice. Uh, once I fell asleep on the L train, which goes way out. And I woke up, and there was a guy kneeling next to me with his hands in my pocket, and he stole all my stuff. Was it Jay Moore? (laughs) (laughs) There was no steam. Um, But the second time, I would always fall asleep on the train because you're hammered, and just that that, rocking motion just puts you right to bed. One time I got out, I don't know if I told this story, but there was like five guys on the corner. This is out in Brooklyn, and uh, they were shooting dice, jumping around, drinking 40s. It was like out of a movie, like central casting. And I was like, I'm going to cross the street. So I'm walking down, and this older guy is walking oh, yeah, towards I, me. I know this story, but tell it, yeah. Yeah, and he just picks me up. I got an iPod at the time. I'm listening like Billy Joel. Yeah. And uh, he picks me up, and he just starts slamming me against the wall by my shirt, you know? And do you fight back, or are yeah, you just so scared? You're like, I mean, I'm scared, but I'm like, I'm panicking, so I'm punching him in the face because I'm just hanging there. Right. You know? I'm kicking him in the balls, whatever, and he won't budge. I think he was on PCP or uh-huh. something. And those five guys from the corner run over and beat the hell out of him. Yeah, they saved you. They saved me, and right. I asked a cop, and they said, well, they can't have a white guy getting killed in their neighborhood so they had to pick 
Right, so because you bring too much heat. Exactly. Them. Yeah. Exactly. So I never got a chance to thank them. Okay, now tell. This is I, I I'm piecing this together. The last time I heard this story was three o'clock in the morning. We were drunk. But what's the story with the kid Pocky? Oh, pa- Packy. Packy. Oh yeah. Packy. We got. I don't think we've told that story here. That was on the podcast. By the way, we did two episodes: one sober, one drunk, and he won't release the drunk one. Yeah, don't. We don't think? No, well, not. I mean, we're fine. Yeah, Bert said some stuff. Bert <laughs> said some stuff, and then uh, the Hitler's girlfriend that was there said some stuff. <laughs> it was a German girl there. That's right. Who was the tour manager for them when they were in one area, and then she took a train or a plane over and became the tour manager or, or did some stuff in Ireland, whatever. But um, she was very deep-rooted in Germany. Yes. She, her, the drunker she got, the more she hated Jews. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that came out. We were like, so the worst is we're all on that text chain, and somebody I might have been you was like, "Where's the second part of that episode?" I go, "Well, maybe if Hitler's girlfriend didn't get to," and then I didn't know she was also on the chain. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, sorry." Yeah, probably took it as a compliment. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. No, because when she's sober, she was like, "That's not to me." Uh, (laughs) You got to admit though, that Jew hatred was pretty hot. Yeah. There's nothing sexier than anti-Semitism. <laughs> it was sexy. We tell me about Pocky. Uh, this kid Packy, I Packy. grew up with in New Orleans. You know, New Orleans was a lawless time. It was the '90s, and it was fun. No cell phones, and I had a convertible. And uh, I got in a car accident, kind of with this guy who wouldn't let me in on the highway. So I bumped him. And then he got out, and he was like, "What do you want to go?" And I was like, "Let's go out." I had a Catholic school uniform on. It was embarrassing. <laughs> I was like 15. And he goes around, gets my license plate number, gets back in his car, drives off. We go. We get down on the on the street level. We hit a red light. He stops at the light where I, I'm stuck in the intersection. So I'm, like, freaking out, and he gets out of the... Oh, no. A guy runs out of a bar, jumps into my convertible, and just jumps into the car, beating up my friend, like, in shotgun. And so now my friend is in the backseat with him, and they're just fighting. And we're, like, I'm, we're driving here. I'm like, ah! I'm like, Packy, push him out. And Packy was, like, this little squirrely kid. He's, I think he's dead now. Yeah. He's been in and out of jail. He's just one of those kids. And somehow Packy musters the strength to throw this guy out, and he rolls over the trunk <laughs> and falls out of the car and just rolls on the ground like out of a movie. While they're driving. While we're driving. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ah! Because <laughs> you know, I'm a kid. And then we go to this party, and the cops, my mom is beeping. I had a beeper. And we go to this party, my mom's texting me, where the hell are you? The cops are here. You, you got to come home. I'm freaking out. So I'm, I'm half in the bag. So I'm, I go, I guess I got to go home. So one kid goes, here! Before you leave, take this big wad of peanut butter and chew it because that'll cover the alcohol. And I thank God he did that because I showed up and the guy with the cop was like, let me smell your breath. And I breathed a big peanut butter ball, big hot breath in his face. He's like, all right, you're good. And I got away with it. Wow. Yeah. But Packy's just a nut. He used to, anything you say, like, go up to those black guys and just say the N-word into their face. And he'd be like, okay. Oh. He was just that guy. Wow. That's how you used to be in the beginning. You were so cool. I don't cool. think I was ever that deep. Not, I mean, we yeah. wouldn't ask you to do that. Right. But you yeah. would have done anything we asked you to do. I mean, I still pretty much do anything you Then you had a taste do. of success, and now it's hard to get you to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> a little taste there. I got well, well, what are you, 5'1"? Five, 5'. One? Five. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. I think there's something about, like, a littler dude, because uh, he was a little guy. And people would go, ah, he's. He's crazy. Forget him. Yeah, it, that's always the guy that wants to fight me is the little guy. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Right. And then my father instilled in me when I was a kid, he goes, the little guy 
wants to fight you is the one you watch out for because he's crazy. He's crazy. Yeah. So I always try to avoid it. But I, every once in a while, I want to smack our heads together. Yeah, I, I went to college with a guy who was 6'9", big, burly, white guy. And everywhere we'd go, people wanted to fight him. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand Unreal. that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just like a challenge. Like, oh, you think you're better than me? And the guy was like, I'm just here to drink. Mm-hmm. And he would have to just get up and go fight people. It sucked. I always say this. My biggest, my biggest fear is... That I'm going to get in an argument in, in road rage or something, and and uh, and a light of high school kids going to drag me out of the car. And beat <laughs> oh, I get God. beat up by a 17 year old junior, and I'm going to be really pissed off. I know, but they're all in football practice, and they're the peak of their life. Well, they can and... beat me up. Yeah. I'm positive of that. I just don't want to have to shoot a kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I, just, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, high school kids are terrifying. When they start laughing at me on the subway, I'm like, God, you feel like an idiot. <laughs> they always, oh. they always, they always look at you, and they, and they say that one thing that gets right to your core. You know? Oh yeah. They know how to get you. When I lived in Staten Island for, I went back there for a brief year in '94, '95, and I thought it was a good idea to adopt a cat. I needed, mm. I was lonely. I needed some sort of pet. Sure. So I went to the SPCA in Manhattan, adopted this little kitten, and they give it to you in this long box. Uh oh. It's closed and it's got windows for air and all that. Yeah. So I had to take it on the subway. Uh, go home, and the door opens, and in comes a school, little school, school's out yeah. recess of young black girls, uh-huh. and a whole bunch of young black girls together are loud, and they're dancing, sure. and they're playing, and I'm the just a lonely, chubby guy with a cat <laughs> in a box under my feet, which you really can't see the cat because it's under the seat. Right. And then the cat decides to take a big duke in the box. Uh. And they are all losing their minds. What's that smell? What's that yeah, smell? And yeah. I'm like, mm, I don't smell nothing. <laughs> I did not because they couldn't see the box. Yeah. So they didn't know. And then finally when my stop came and I had to pick up the box, they were like, oh, you the one that stinks. I was like, bye, girls. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's going to make you feel more uncomfortable than that. Nothing worse than black teens who are confident and loud. Like I had a, one time I had to bring home a plunger in New York. <laughs> and, you know, just I need a plunger. I clogged my toilet. I don't own a plunger. I had to go buy one at a hardware store. I got it over my shoulder. And home. Holy hell, that subway ride was brutal. Was like, <laughs> oh, look at this guy ruined his toilet. You know, the whole thing. I was like, God darn it. Would you, I would just start hitting kids with the plunger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I should have just provoked them with it. And yeah. They probably would have freaked out. See how funny this is? Right, yeah. right. But, yeah. Uh, this is Mark Norman. He is going to be at Side Splitters all weekend long. Just Friday and Saturday, right? Yeah, in and out. And I will be there uh, with you tonight along with Steve Miller. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. I don't, yeah. don't want to screw it up for you. I'm excited. I want to know what you talk about. I want to see the writing. I'm, I'm, I'm what do I have to do, BT, about a half hour? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I got it ready to go. All right. Um, yeah, so I uh, I wrote some stuff. All right. And I did it once with Bobby. And I did it go okay? You were there. It went okay. We did. The, I did the first one, and I had, uh, I had the flu. Mm-hmm. It was just coming on. So uh, I got up there, and... I, I'm very comfortable in front of people. I don't care if I bomb or whatever. But I got up there, and all of a sudden, my heart was racing, and I was ha- having a hard time, like, breathing almost. And yeah. I went, am I having, like, a stage fright, or is this the flu thing? And I lost it a little bit. Uh-oh. And I was like, now I'm going to bomb. And then I'm like, take a step back, and I regrouped. So it was yeah. okay, and I got it done. Then Bobby and I sat down, and he was like, hey, this joke? Try this, this, and this. I'm like, that's almost the same. And he's like, then trust me. I said, okay. I did it, and I killed. Look at that. Like the one little word changed, like, obviously, because he's been doing it. So I wrote new stuff, and I'll be debuting it tonight. Oh, boy. Never tried it? No, I've only done this twice. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, did wow. run it, I did run it past my 13-year-old last night because he will just, sometimes I'll say the funniest thing in the world to him, and he'll just stare at me. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he'll be honest. <laughs> sure. And I made him laugh a couple of times. All he right. He likes comedy, so. Th- th- what'd you say? Same audience. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of thirteen year olds out there. The, he's a tough he's a tough kid to crack, man. Yeah. Although although I have to say, and this is this makes me so proud, he loves stand up comedy now and from things he's seen on YouTube. And when I when I say to you, you know, like Bobby was here, I'm like, You wanna go see Bobby? He's like, Yeah, totally. Oh, nice. And he he Bobby and I I picked him up from the airport. And uh, my son was in the back seat, and Bobby and I have this thing where we're just constantly fighting with each other. Yeah, yeah. And my son was videotaping in the back seat, and he, Bobby, got out of the car. My son was like, "That's the funniest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> so he, you know, he, I'm glad that he gets funny stuff. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, That's gonna be the next web series: fat guys and cars yelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exciting. Well, it, how fun is stand up? It's a rush. It's the best. Listen. I have things sometimes that I say in a telephone conversation, and then the guy I'm talking to will laugh, and I'll laugh, and I'm like, that might be a good thing, so I'll write it down, and then I just expand on those sort of things. There you go. So we'll see what happens. If yeah. it's good, it's good. Um, I would Excited. imagine. So why? Who's hosting tonight? Uh, Joe Chicario. Chica- 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 Real short up front. Okay. All right. Oh, he's a nice guy. Yeah. So he'll go, and then I'll go, and then Miller will go, and then Mark will go? Perfect. All right. So I'm doing the two shows. Unless the first show goes really bad, then I'm going to walk off stage, go into the car, and drive right out of there. Just leave town. <laughs> well, at least there's no women on. Mm-hmm. No, yes. just, just kidding. <laughs> Joking, folks. Now, do you have uh, women who, because you're a good-looking comic, which is rare, wait for you after shows? Sure. With you? Sure. I get a lot of pigs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of rascals out there. No, uh, yeah, every now and then. I think a gal is just, uh, hey, you know, you've been on TV. Hey, you're... Uh, on stage, that's hot, you know. No, you're. It's it's uh, not even that you're on TV. It's that you're confident and funny, uh-huh. and also good looking. Those but are the two things. I, I appreciate it, but the thing is, I think a lot of people don't realize when you get off stage, just like you, quiet guy. You know, I'm the same guy. I just get off stage and I go, huh? Yeah. I'm not like as cool and fun on, on stage. It's all written out. It's worked out. It's honed. Yeah. And then I get in public, and women are like, "What's up?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> like, what should we do? I'm like, uh, "What do you want to do?" You know? And they're like, "Oh, you suck." I'm like, "Yeah, this is the real." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a superhero up there. Right. You know? <laughs> that's Seinfeld's friend that's up there. Yeah, I always say me in real life is is a flaccid dong, and on stage, that's my boner. Right. So you're like, oh, that's not bad. Right. And then you Most... see me flaccid, you're like, oh, it's so gushy and <laughs> I don't squishy. Think I've seen you flaccid. You're very funny. Uh, uh, wait a second. So now, Seinfeld, should we call him? No. no I'm just kidding. No? I'm just kidding. Oh, When's the last time you talked to him? Uh, Wouldn't that be the worst? Right around if Christmas. If we called him and we were like, Mark Norman said it was okay oh, to call you on, oh our, my on our wacky morning show. <laughs> Please, lose my number. Uh, yeah, I called Bob Sag- Saget one time. I got a hold of his cell phone number. And I was on a podcast. And I go, you know, I think I got Bob Saget's phone number. And this is probably 12 years ago. Yeah. And the guy goes, you have Saget's number now? I go, yeah, call him. Because he did a bit in the early 80s. I still remember a song he sang. And I go, call it. So we call it, and he's like, hello. And I go, Bob. He goes, yeah. And I sang the bit to him. Wow. And when it was over, he goes, that's, that's very nice of you, but please lose this number. Whoa. <laughs> I can't uh, believe he answered. Yeah, he answered right out of, It was his cell. Wow. And then he goes, well, that's very nice. I'm very honored, but please lose this number. And I was like, okay, bye. Oh, my <laughs> never, God. Never called him again. <laughs> what a crazy story. He, he was the dirtiest guy ever. That was his whole thing. Like, I'm a filthy comic. And then he got on the cleanest show, yeah. the most wholesome TV show of all time. Do you remember Bill Boggs? Bill Boggs. Uh, Bill Boggs, had, he had a midday show in New York. Middays were Bill Boggs. This was in the 70s, maybe early 80s. And then at some point in the 80s, he hosted a late-night comedy thing, which nobody was doing that yet. There was no evening at the Improv, mm. and it would be, and that was the very first time I ever saw Saget. Oh, it wow. It had to be 81. Wow. And Saget had a guitar. What? And he sang and played, he sang this song 
and uh, told jokes, and that's and I remembered the song because I taped it and I would watch it a hundred times. Yeah, and uh, and then that's what I remember. So when we had him on the show, the fact that I could sing that song back to him blew his mind. That's insane. Yeah, wow. Certain things stick with you, man. You should do that uh, tonight. Thinking about it. Yeah, I'm gonna use all old Saget's Saget's, material. Yeah, Uh, you're not going tonight, are you? I don't know. I might come by. You want me to tonight? Why not? Or tomorrow? Because I don't need you. You're gonna throw me off. I'll hide. I don't know. What do you want me to do? I don't know. I feel like no matter how dark it is, I'm just gonna see your eyes. What if what if you're up there and I just write some stuff down and hand it up to you? You know, yeah, like help me out (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. No, I'll be fine. You want to do some time? No. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so. Let's just give everybody a sip. You know, tell Galvin, tell him why you won't do time. I'll be- tell him because if he don't laugh at his jokes, he's going to beat everybody up in the audience. Oh, you're yeah. one of them. Huh? Uh, I So I wanted to do stand-up, and I worked in the nightclub business, and we had, on Sunday nights, we'd have comedians come through, mm-hmm. and they told me about traveling, and the car broke down, and all this. And oh, that. yeah, tell. Yeah, so I kind of thought radio would be a good place where I could stay in one place yeah. and do it. But also... I feel like I write stuff down, and I go, oh, it's funny. Then I look at it, and I go, eh, that's not that good. Right. And then I look at it again, and I go, it's, I'm not using that. Well, but that's all part of it. You go try it, and it bombs, and you yeah. tweak it, and you try it again, and it does a little better, and yeah. It's, it's, you have Robert it's... Kelly fix it for you? There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, so tonight, we're rolling out new material. Now, what are you doing? 10, 15, 5? I would say max 10, right? 7. All right. Seven oh, strong, perfect. Seven. Uh, I'm excited. I, you know what? I don't know what to do. Like I've never, I've never gotten the light before. Uh huh. Do I look for that? Will I see it if I'm not looking you for it? You kind of can't miss it, yeah, because it's just darkness and then boom, a big flashlight. Okay, in the back. And then I know to wrap it up. Yeah, and you give a little acknowledgement. The good thing is I have that all, I have that, all that confidence of having my own radio show. So if they light me and I don't care, I just keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, I remember one time I went up there and you were like, just do three minutes. Like I was opening, I was. Just it was our like we sponsored the show whatever, and they were lighting me and he's like let him go let him go I'm, uh-huh. like, I'm not if I'm if I'm on a roll I'm not moving that's how it goes. Have you like crushed yet? Have you had a set where you just blew the doors out? No, I I literally have only done this three times. Wow, two times in one night and one time prior to that. Yeah, so no, but I felt confident enough where I don't I want to try it again. But I also don't have aspirations to be a comic. Okay, so I'm not like. Uh, I, I don't like. I, I don't know. I just what I what I would like to try though, which seems that you would want the opposite. Is I would like to try to do it out of market where nobody knows who I am. Oh, that's that'll good. be the true test. That's Real kick move. in the teeth. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I can know if I'm getting sympathy laughs or if I'm getting. You know what I mean? I know how we can do this. Blackface. <laughs> oh, <laughs> then yes. no one will know it's you. Now you ruined my night. You ruined my gig. Already. <laughs> All right, tonight, uh, Mark Norman. In addition to being a friend of the show, is seriously one of the funniest guys. Uh, and and I'm looking forward to seeing you tonight and doing the uh, doing the the joke ups. And I'll be ups. I'll be talking about this on my podcast. You better no, believe you it. You will yeah. not. Oh you will yeah. Not. I'll be like Mike Kelta really ate a hot one up there. Oh, yeah. that's fine. I don't care about. It. Well, because uh, uh, Bobby talked about it on Bird's podcast, and Bert I think secretly wanted me to fail. Uh-huh. Like, seriously, 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 how oh, was it bad? It was bad. Seriously, it was bad. And he's like, no, he goes, it bothered me. It was actually good, and it made me, it bothered me that it was good. Dude, two. it was actually pretty good. Yeah, two dicks. Yeah. Uh, what Tuesdays with Stories is the podcast. You got that right. You and uh, Joe, Joe List. List. Yeah. How's he doing? He's doing great. He's got herpes, and he's uh, <laughs> he's on the road doing stand-up, yeah. and we come back together. And the podcast is really booming. He did Rogan. I did Rogan. That really helped. Now, now that, yeah, who who hooks that up? Uh, Rogan's got to, it's got to be one of those, he's got to ask you. you got to ask you. You can't ask him. I mean, it's the mountaintop. It's right. like the new Johnny Carson. You do that and you're set. Yeah, so who, and uh, now, 
with you at the Seinfeld thing, I could see why he'd be interested, even if he didn't know. But now, List, what's he interested in him for? Well, he hit up List first because I think List opened for Louie, and he's obsessed uh, with Louie, and he's yeah, a Boston right. guy. Rogan's a Boston guy. So he just likes the real comics. He doesn't yeah. like these, you know, wannabes. And I happened to hang out with him once and uh, at a UFC fight, and we just kind of hit it off, and we got pretty drunk together, and he's like, come to the pod, and that was it. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, but I know guys who've been hounding him for years, and he's like, no, I hate you. Stop asking me. Uh, ben Gleeb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> ben Gleeb. Why would I, I do that? Yeah, yeah, ben was was, he's like, I'm running for president. You should have me on the, uh, yeah. on the podcast. And he goes, why would I do that? Uh, <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> oh, oh that's, that is rough. Oof. Um, <laughs> I don't, there are certain, like, I could do this forever. Sure. But there are certain rooms where I'm like, I'm not like I'm not gonna go on Joe Rogan's podcast. Ninety percent of his audience doesn't know who I am and it's But just that would help sense. you. Oh oh I know, but I mean he doesn't have an interest to call me up and say, Hey, now if I went there with Bert one day right. and Bert was on, I could sit there and I can hang, I think. But I yeah. know when I'm a, like I was at uh, the Montreal Comedy Fest and Jim and Sam were there live and it was Jim and Sam and Joe Coy and uh the funny English dude who I can never remember. Jimmy Carr. Jimmy oh, Carr. Very funny. And uh, the little guy, that, that little nerd with the glasses that was in the Berbiglia movie. Oh, Chris Gethard. Yes. And a couple other people, and they were all just destroying each other, just going back and forth. And the producer's like, okay, go ahead. So I was like, oh, no way. Oh, really? And he was like, yeah, go And I go, I'm, no, I'm, I'm at a comedy festival with like five great comedians right, up there. Right. I'm just going to go plop in the middle and be like, what's up, guys? I, like, no, no, I respect no, that. No, no. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are just like, oh, I'm funny too. I'll no. jump in. But you have some awareness. Yeah. You know? No, no, no. Like I, I did um, Bobby's podcast from there. Yeah. With, but I was with uh, Bennington and um, Ari and guys that I knew. Yeah. And I knew when to talk and when not to talk. So, you know, when the comedians are being funny, you just chill out. Right, right. So, yeah, no, no, I, I was no way I was going. But, I wasn't afraid of it, but it's just like that's not my thing. Sure. That's their thing. But Rogan's different. It's not like a ball-busty thing. It's just he. if you're passionate about something, he wants to talk about it. And here's my thing. I also, as a radio host... I turn any interview into now I'm interviewing you. Ah. So if I sit down there with Rogan, I'm like, I will immediately start with the questions. Well, the funny thing is, I think his audience is so obsessed with him that they would love that. Yes. You know, because they want to hear, like, about him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I have uh, I have so many things that I want to talk to him about. His elusive wife yeah. that he never talks about. Nobody <laughs> yeah. gets to see. I know. Uh, it, I mean, Bert and I, I would consider Bert one of my best friends. Sure. And in private. Bert will not talk to me about Rogan's wife. Wow. I said, I said, what's the deal with Rogan's wife? Why do you never see her? You can't see her? He goes, please don't ask me. And I'm <laughs> oh, like, what? Damn. He goes, I don't know. I don't know what it is. He doesn't like to talk about her. He doesn't want to. He goes, please don't ask me. I go, well, now I, now I have to ask yeah. like, I don't know what to tell you. Google it. I don't know. I'm, uh, and he gets all nervous. Well, last time somebody asked about uh, Rogan's wife with Bert, he uh, got uh, drugged by Ari. Did you hear about that? No. What? Wait, did you hear about this? I don't know. Tell me. Refresh oh, my, memory. my God. I forget everything. I don't know if I'm supposed to bring this up. Too late. We're already here. Bert's, yes. uh, I might know it. it as you start talking about it. You heard about Ari dosing Bert with Molly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I, that was a joke oh, about that. Oh, yeah. I got you. Okay, I don't even you. know if they're friends still yet. Because, oh, over because there. of that? That really. Bert and Ari are, Ari and Bert's wife are not. Oh, I got yeah. you. Okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Because Bert. she made fun of the kid, right? Well, that and then this, whenever he dosed Bert and Bert had to be on a flight and then yeah. the next day he had to do something with the family and Oof. he was yeah. all freaked out and stuff. Yeah, so she's not, Leanne's not too happy about it. And that. Ari's like, whoa, whoa, what's the deal? Why <laughs> yeah. is it such a big deal? And he's like, you, you drugged me. Yeah. Right. You, you yeah. dosed me like Cosby. What do you mean? Which leads me to wonder how many people Ari has 
dose before. Yeah, yeah. If you're a lady and you think you might have made sweet love to Ari Shafir, <laughs> you might have. Yeah, but the funny thing is I saw Bert that night, and he was in the best mood, obviously, because he was on Molly. <laughs> but it's still, you want to know if you're going to do Molly. Yeah, How much sure. more Bert can he be? Oh, he was, uh, yeah. eyes were his saucers, and he was, hey, how you doing, buddy? You know, just big bear hugs and best mood ever, but. You on Molly, I would punch you in the throat. I don't think so. I think you'd love me on no. Molly. No. Uh, like, too much, too much. Has he unknowingly seen you on Molly? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, no, because I, I wouldn't have done it anywhere in private that we were, mm. and definitely not at a work thing. You would definitely know. Cialis, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love when I see you out and you're already super high. Oh, yeah, those are my favorite. And I'll be like, hey, it's funny. You're like, hey, and I'll look at you and you and Joe and just be like, uh-huh. how high are you? Like, we're pretty high. Oh, super <laughs> high. <yeah. laughs> All right, listen to me. Go see Mark Norman tonight, uh, two shows, and tomorrow night it will probably sell out. Yeah, yeah, finally. I'm selling tickets. <laughs> this is no Buffalo, buddy. No, no. This is the real Buffalo. deal right here. Thank you. Uh, go see Mark Norman, Sidespooters, and Tuesdays with Stories is the podcast. It's good. It's uh, I tell everybody, don't do a podcast, but the way you guys do it, we just pretty much talk about the weekend. That's Thanks. The, uh, two friends talking about the weekend. It's like the conversation that you want to listen in on. Right, right. You know? And it's offensive and fun and filthy, and we it just... <laughs> Off the wall, crazy. Are you worried that this stuff will something you say will bite you in the ass? Yeah. All the time. Shane Gillis. When when I listen to him, I'm like, oh, I said way worse than that today. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't have SNL, so that's the thing. They want to take something away from you. Those these people are sick. Would you do SNL? <laughs> sure. Why not? Did you ever try out for it? I wrote for it. I like I submitted to it a lot, and I got a couple jokes on Weekend Update, but uh, I could never. That writer's room, I hear it's hell on earth, and it's competitive and cutting, so I, I wouldn't want to do that. I just want to be Norm MacDonald on the desk. Yeah, but I, I could see you doing something like that. I would love to, but yeah. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of straight honkies out there, and, uh, <laughs> you know, those days are kind of over. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'd be tough, but I would love to do anything like that. Anything where you could just be on TV for a week and be funny is great. Yeah, well, I, I have to tell you, I think, I think you... And Jeff Dye are the two best-looking comics out oh, there now. So hunk. he is beautiful. He's he's tall and good-looking. Oh yeah, he's that's got why it all. they put him on TV all the time. Yeah, but uh, you would be a, you would be a great. I would watch a show with you. Oh, I appreciate it. Man. But Thanks. real you, like yeah. I would watch a show. We they should do a reality show where they should dose you with Ambien, <laughs> let you take the train, and then watch you film you as you walk home. Oh, that just go Roseanne on everybody. Yeah, just just uh, but just like oh, he wake, he woke up in Brooklyn. Now he's gonna get home and. That's not bad. Try to avoid. It's like Anthony killed. Bourdain if he was still on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. Mark might get mugged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a TV show. Oh, I'd watch right. that. I'm oh, about. Like I'm it. about bored with the Impractical Jokers. Let's move <laughs> this with, it's the same, but a little bit more with real danger. A little more edge. Uh, SidesplittersComedy dot com to make your reservations online. I will see you there tonight, buddy. Thank you for coming I in. Can't wait to Are see you. Are you doing TV? Local TV today? I don't think so. No. no, no who that, needs it after that boner talk? Who's <laughs> yeah. gonna want you there? Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be joined by uh, Jocko Willinick. Am I saying his name right? He's coming in? He's on the phone. Oh, he's yeah. cool. You're, wel- you're welcome to hang out. I don't know what your plans are, but he's going to join us on the phone. Uh, he's got a book out. It's What's so funny is that I, when they offered him as a guest, I read his bio and I was like, oh, yeah, he especially now, he'd be interested to talk to. Yeah. And then I put it online and everybody lost their minds. He was going to be on the show. Oh, my God. That guy's about, I'm like, how am I the only one that really didn't know this guy? I feel like we need him now. He's one of the, you know, the world is so crazy, the politics, the Twitter, everybody hates each other. He's just like this straight-laced 
Get your work done. Yeah. Head down. Shut up. Move on. Well, he wrote a book about uh, leadership and how to how to do that. So, and what a jaw on that guy! Yeah. Holy hell! Uh, yeah. He is your. He's what they make action figures. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's an sure. action figure. I'd love to really make out with him. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, a former Navy SEAL, and he is a podcaster. Waiting on a tax return. Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by thirty percent in twenty twenty three. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.